0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Five Hundred Five Podcast.
1: Five Hundred Five Podcast. Welcome back, Costas and Chase. Yeah, we're all here. Second, but it's fine. We're all here. We're all here. Uh Thank God. And we're gonna start off the show because Costas has been practicing his one-handed cracks behind the scenes, and he's been waiting for this moment for weeks. Should we do you I'm want a to do little it? Nervous. Do you
0: want me to go and you go and then he'll go? And we can kind of see like if yeah. you can live
1: up to the uh, I'll just show you how it's done right there. Oh. Just crack the <laughs> shit out of it. Would <coughs> you say it's more like that? Oh, oh that was Jeez. a good one. Coast, coast. Or like this. Oh. oh. Well, I I, 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 I started his in. drink off a little bit so we could oh, like sure, actually sure, have a chance sure, 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 of doing sure. the thing. Oh, I can't right. believe That's how good yeah, that was that was really cool. I made my den go away. So that was sponsored by Poppy, just kidding. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Um, how you guys been? Dude, I've been good we, um, we went on a little trip to New York That was very fun Yeah Saw the land Very fast
0: Coolest thing you uh, shot there You were shooting some stuff, yeah? You ripping the C-70? Not really I love that you brought the Pelican case on a vacation I had I love to that. it's That's necessary That's a power move right now I there. have a hilarious story about Braden in travel Because
2: you know how Braden's told us that he's just a level 10 at traveling And he's just I like am, the best, am, I'm the best. Am, Yeah, he's the best at it 10. Okay, so when you bring a backpack on a plane, right? Yeah. Like obviously you have like your carry-on and a backpack or you check a bag and you have a backpack, yeah. right? Where do you put that backpack typically?
0: If I checked a backpack? No, no, you just put like a backpack, backpack on the plane. What do, you, what do you put it? I usually put it under the seat in front of me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes I put it above me if mm. it's not that long of a flight and I'm not going to need a lot of stuff. But if
2: you if you need a lot of stuff, you typically <laughs> put it below the person in front of your I, Yeah,
0: because then I can grab
1: a lot of like, snacks, iPad, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you do? I, I used to do like a NASCAR thing. So I'd get on and then I'd fucking have like, I just, I never crossed my mind. I always, I've done it okay, for years. Well, what do you mean NASCAR? So, so I, I get on, yeah. I get on, right? And say there's a really long line of people and I have like a backpack, an iPad and like, you know, my hoodie mm-hmm. and a bunch of other random sure, shit, sure, journal, sure, sure, pen. Sure. As soon as I get to the seat, I'm like <laughs> Grabbing everything And just pull it all out, but it's like really stressful Because there's people waiting, and I thought That that was how I was supposed to wait. Do it so And then you he pull would put it out? the backpack uh, above, above. above. Got exactly. Never thought to put it I never see, I never, but see, to my defense, every time I would come home from school, my bag would be like 97 pounds. And Mm -hmm. then the lady would be like, take all the stuff out. Mm -hmm. So under my thing would always be like 14 hoodies that I'd had to wrap around me. So then I just got in this weird thing where I was like, oh, I always have to have the backpack above me. And then while we were going to New York, Costas and Chloe were like making a lot of fun of me because of that. Well, it makes sense.
0: So recently is what I've been doing actually, is I... I take out what I'm going to need for takeoff. Mm. So I'll take my iPad and I'll take my water out while I'm while I'm getting ready like you Smart. do. Just the iPad and the water and the Smart. headphones, right? Then I put the backpack up top and then I just hang out and I'm like watching an episode of fucking Barry or whatever. It's in like 22 minutes. By then, we're in the air and I'm free to move about the cabin. Ding. So then I go up and then I grab whatever I need whenever I need it. I think, I think that that's the move. I Are think you-
1: that men need immerse. Now, hear me out on this okay? because I thought about this, right? Pelican case, left hand, sure. backpack on my back, right hand, need it for stories. Do I need to rip a sick story? Need it for the vlog. You need a free hand. For sure. the vlog, right? I need a free hand for the phone, right? Then I have a monster. So do you see where this is the fucking dilemma understand here? I understand where you're going? So I, a sandwich, purse. the sandwich purse. or sling situation. I'm going to look into it, you, but then it counts as another personal item. So then uh, it screws up the whole thing. See, so I'm trying, trying to figure this out. Dude, so if I you have a solution you, to this,
0: maybe just another arm. Yeah, another arm. Or how funny would it be, dude? You know how they have like those champagne holders where it's literally like a camera strap and then it's just like a little like mm-hmm. holder? If you put your monster in there and that was your personal item, that would be the funniest That'd fucking shit.
1: <laughs> now, this counts, right? This is my personal. We'll figure it out. But I need to I need to up it because then also again, back of the fucking plane, we need to make an adjustment. For everybody listening, you got to step up your travel game. There's three things that are necessary, okay? Clear, pre-check, select a seat and you got to select a seat. You need got to be it. of a of an airline program or platinum program or some shit. You need like a credit card that's sick that gets you into the lounges or like gets you priority because I hated we're in group 5. You stand around like an idiot, and then I tried to finesse into group four, and the lady caught me and was like, "Back of the line." And no, I'm no, like,
2: no, Braden tried to finesse into like, group two. <laughs> yeah, when it was, you're group four, so I do this every I just time. To so test I actually,
0: it. I just to so test I actually it. do it every time. I usually go one before. Usually it works. Usually works. Group four, one before. group three. I'm like, look,
1: man, just no, 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 it. exactly. And the guy usually goes. This is group three, and I go, oh, I didn't know. And he's like, fine. Yeah, don't usually get on a group early.
0: Rules just don't matter, man.
2: Me and Braden were saying though that we need to start establishing status. Yes. on these
0: airlines. Oh. You have to pick an
1: airline mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and stick to right. it. It's We've had so a debate so hard the though whole time. because the times and just sometimes like fucking United has the I right know. time for me. Which, right?
1: which is why I think that I want to be on a sick guy on two of them and hear me out right. We did a poll Best airline by far, everybody, Delta. It's It's not even, it's not even a question. The best airline is Delta. But then, then we had a conversation with somebody who was a big United guy. And I go, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me out. Okay. 300,000 Delta points and 300,000 United points don't hold the same weight. Mm -hmm. 300,000 United points can get you to Nam and back. Three hundred thousand Delta points can get you to Kansas and back. Sure. So this is where the Slam huge in Kansas. The, I yep, love it. Just random. Just I just picked a random but, place and just come back to right. But is it take more effort to get the three hundred no, thousand points? No, United. it's the same. it's the same. So which is why it's like literally the example that he used was Japan. He was like, me and my buddy opened up our Delta and United app. He's like, I could get to Japan and back for free. He had to pay like no no no, no. that's just so just wrong. not wrong okay, okay wrong.
2: His buddy was pressing him. He's like, my buddy's a Delta guy. I'm mm. a United guy. Mm. Mm. And he was trying to convince me that Delta is better than United. So they were like, okay, let's pick a random date and let's pick Japan and see how many points it will take us <laughs> to get to Japan. It took United 200,000 points to get to Japan and back two business class seats mm. round trip. Mm. It took Delta 600,000 and a stop. So he was saying there that like, and the whole point about having and building up these points is 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 to to redeem them when you're going internationally, right? Most times, totally. And he said that you just get more
0: from a United points standpoint.
1: The United planes way more than. They're not
0: sick. No, Delta treats you better for sure. Yeah. I mean, I fly whatever airline just is convenient and cheapest, to be honest, unless it's like Spirit, because Spirit sucks. I've, I've yeah, told myself, spirit. I told myself after a Spirit flight, eventually. Um, You've flown just, Spirit? Oh, many times. I had no money for like no, I'm years. Not judgy, i was just wondering. Oh, yeah, all the time. sounded pretty judgy to me. I've flown, I've flown Spirit. I've flown Ryanair, bro. I've flown <laughs> well, all Ryan, the. Dude. What's, bro, Ryan,
1: what's Ryanair? In, oh, in it's Europe, the Spirit of Europe.
0: But it's oh, it's spirit even Island. cheaper and even shittier. It'll blow your mind, dude. Dude, one thirty dollars <laughs> to anywhere you want, but you got to like pay to pee and Yes. Wait, you
2: didn't. You did not fly- Oh yeah, dead you
1: ass.
0: D- you didn't fly Ryanair. No.
1: Oh, dude, you got it, dude. I flew Lufthansa or whatever. Oh, what I was on a nice plane, baby. Putting your platinum uh, card down, <laughs>
2: dude. Ryan, I was flying Ryanair one time abroad. We were coming down, landing, and then decided mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. back off because it was like not clear yet and i was like that's never happened before that's so sketch yeah, going pre- down mm, never I'm mind i'm pretty sure they, like pretty sure they, be, like, they got like, for, like their, like, their
0: instructional permits you know what i mean like when you like take the test you can't quite drive yet i think that's what those pilots got
2: ryan tiktok is hilarious because they lean into the fact oh, that they're so like funny. the cheapest and like shitty airline they lean into it that's, that's awesome. great yeah. i love that but brandon and i were really talking about how like we need to like start travel hacking and learn like about Credit card. I love the points stuff. The points for for both credit cards and airlines. Mm. We we gotta get. We gotta boss up.
0: And it really it really helps. I mean, I remember when I got my newer credit card. I just dude. I just flew free for like a year. It's crazy. They all the promotion stuff. Hop on that. Don't open a ton of cards. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But find a good card and like. Try to apply and pay off your card every month and it's really helpful. It's really a nice thing to do. If, if you're in like the ability to do that you right now. You can make flying luxury. Like a, you can make it like a
1: really sick yeah.
0: thing.
2: Okay, another thing. Hmm. Too heavy of bags. You're over. Your mm-hmm. bag's too heavy. Yep, they to say before. they say take it out and put it in your bag. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's going on the plane regardless.
0: What does it matter if it goes under the plane or up top? It doesn't, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just a money thing. I didn't even think about it's it. It's though. going
1: on the fucking plane. Right,
0: because I, I remember this happened to me the first time when I was like flying... I think I was flying to Norway and like, dude, you should have seen like this, how I pack. I mean, I'm not, I'm not swagged out, but I did have like a pan with like gluten-free and dairy-free mac and cheese ready to cook. So that, cause I knew it was a long travel to get to Norway and I'm going to want to eat gluten-free dairy-free mac and cheese when I get there, right when I land. Right. Cause I'm going to be disoriented. I'm going to have a kitchen though. So I packed that shit and I packed like some random other shit that I just like like to have with me. So I was like four pounds over, but I had to carry on in a big one. Cause I'm gone for like six months. Right. So I pass, on am passing back after I weigh too much, I pass him in back into the carry on and I'm like, okay, now they're even. And now it's under 50, but I'm like, it's the same shit, dude. 100%. I have the same stuff onto the plane. It makes no sense. No sense. I almost oh. never check a bag. The very, I probably really? checked a bag four times in my life. No way.
1: Never. I check one like
0: every time I fly. If, unless it's like, 10 days or more maybe shut up yeah dude i just reuse clothes man it's great Mm, no i'm (laughs)
2: such an overpacker i haven't been um i haven't been checking bags when i'm traveling for loud luxury because it's like a day yeah but also dude never checking gear i've never. been on no, twitter never, don't, don't and i've just that. seen horror stories no. of like airlines prying open your gear like no, they don't, don't give a fuck never mm. never pack your gear i time. always have it in my backpack dude, I you, pack it
1: gets backpack. flagged for sure dude if you put your gear through someone's down there and be like because oh, dumbass it's, it's, dude it's, we
0: got him when it's thick and it looks scary on an x-ray yeah never pack your gear
1: before we went to new york though what were you you went somewhere wait wait wait, wait what? We, what we didn't what? even talk about our new york trip oh i'm
0: sorry oh i thought that was it you got there and you left yeah because Chase asked you what was your favorite stuff that you shot, all right, and oh. you said you didn't really shoot much.
1: No, I didn't really shoot much, and honestly, I liked it because we've been going so hard with the course that it's been like, it was so nice to have like five days, I mean, we brought it out like the last night, but I didn't really shoot you at You
0: gotta all. take breaks sometimes. Yeah. I always have, I'll always have a camera with me no matter what, even mm. when I just go home, I still bring a camera, mm. but... It's nice to just, like, have it there in case you really want to get a shot. But a lot of times, it's nice to just take, like, a three-day break and not even looking through any fucking lenses or anything. Still made a talk every night, though. Sure, 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 Come on. Um, on. I will say, though, like, we
2: were walking around Central Park. I had my camera shooting some photos. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I had shot for, like, fun in Mm -hmm. a while, probably, like, in a couple months. It was just really refreshing. Then we went over to, like, Dumbo, and we shot the Brooklyn Bridge, Mm -hmm. Um, and that shot cool. like some I subway stuff.
1: It was nice, dude. Very Brooklyn. very relaxing to just um just like bring it out when we wanted to and not yeah. feel like yo, you have to bring out the camera I and love, you have to vlog. Dude,
0: I was cracking up I was we were talking with Tom Benner. I was I think it's so funny because Braden's like work 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 for vacation he goes to fucking New York. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going on vacation, I'm going to Mexico, dude, and I'm totally. sitting in the sand.
2: Well, we were talking about our next vacation needs to be somewhere tropical, like mm-hmm. Costa Rica, like a more actual relaxing. Vacation. We need to do like a two-day
1: yeah. thing though with no phone yeah. no camera yeah, and then the and then like if we're gonna go if like say it was costa rica it was seven yeah. days or whatever two days of like literally lock the yeah. phones and the cameras away that's the best we'll be that that's what's nice about present. like like i'm
0: going on a hiking trip this weekend it's nice because like you literally don't have service dude like there's nothing i can do i'm gonna have my camera with sure. me obviously but like even just not having service is kind of nice especially if you could do a film camera and no phone then you're really living Dude, you, you got also, no technology. You
2: also got that, you know, your hiking trip. You got that. Sick, the peak design. The peak, peak design. Yeah. You just another thing, like walking around the city. I had my, I had my camera on a strap, but dude, these DSLR mirrorless cameras—they're just big. Like, I need a Leica.
0: Mm-hmm. Mirrorless cameras are pretty small.
2: They're small, but like, like if you're walking around all you day, his they, camera, dude, right he's <laughs> <day?
1: laughs> curling.
0: He's looking like a weapon.
2: But they like. It just gets in the way. I I would love to have like a ver- a smaller everyday carry thing that you like barely notice, and it's kind of like a swag accessory because like just looks sick.
1: How much is the Leica that you want? Tell the people.
2: Okay, so it's six thousand dollars, and it's a fixed lens that y- it's not interchangeable, but. Mm. The Leica like M10 or M11 so is sick. nine thousand dollars just for the body, and then every Leica lens is like minimum five six thousand. Leica lens, the,
0: Leica glass is ridiculous. Out dude. the
2: door, you're it's fifteen k, and Shh. that's a lot of money to yeah. spend oh on something God. you don't need. No, you don't need any of it. Six k is still really expensive. But, like little bit more manageable. Maybe like throw a lot of it on the credit card and worry about it. You know, <laughs> right, just a little layaway. Really. This
0: has been the most just like privileged podcast of all time. Yeah. Let me take it down. All right, so we're in Yosemite, right? <laughs> And I'm gonna show you how you finesse it when you don't got it, right? Okay. Okay, so we are staying at this place and it's like, okay, but it wasn't that expensive, which was nice, and the restaurant's closed, so we just have an eatery. Like, and I'm 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 for the people. I'm down for like a, a weird little like dining hall experience. But the food oh. there like Gordon's. Gordon Hall, dude. I'll eat that every night. Gordon Hall is delicious. I'm fine with it, but it was pretty gross. This place, like, genuinely, even it's hard for me to say something like that. It was, it was gross. And Lena was not about it at all. So we <laughs> eat there for two nights in a row. The third night, my dad had called me and said like, the Awani Hotel is this incredible hotel where they've had a, like a restaurant in a dining place, right? And they've hosted President Stanley Kubrick's loves it there apparently, but they have like a strict ass dress code, and you have to be a guest of the hotel to even try to make a reservation. Even then, it's hard, right? And so, Lay and I hear this, and we're like, "We got to try. Like, we got to figure something out." And we have our clothes from the wedding we were just at. So I have a, I put my suit on. It's like we get done from hike. It's like seven ten p.m. Put my suit on. She puts like her dress on. You shower though, right? Shower. Oh, I'm like ready. I'm like, I we like get pristine just to try to get in because we want to eat like good food so bad. We drive there. And we're, like, formulating this plan, right? We're, like, talking through it. She's, like, linkedin like, figuring out who's the manager of this hotel. His name is named Jonathan Crowell or something like that. Jonathan Crowell, I think. He listens. So we fucking, yeah, exactly. We walk in, and I'm walking in there just like, I have a reservation. This guy doesn't fucking, my assistant made it two months ago. I'm telling myself this. So I walk up to the guy, and it's, like, this stern 70-year-old man, like, tucks. Tucks on, bow tie, really scary, really intimidating. And I, um, I go up there. I'm, like, yeah, I'll leave for two. 7:30. And it's like 7:12, like a weird time to go. But we were like, we just went. We didn't actually have a reservation. So I'm like, yes, I'll leave for two, 7:30. And he looks up and he's going through it. Ah, spell it for me. Yeah, U-T-T-L-E-Y. Come on, man. Like, uh, I'm like trying to pretend like I'm frustrated, right? Like, you lost my reservation. And he goes, oh, I can't find it. Like, are you a guest at the hotel? And I'm like, well, no, but when our assistant talked to you on the phone, and he's like, what's your assistant's name? I'm like, and I use my best friends from high school's name, because I like, know all of this information. I'm like, Sam Richter, R I C H T E R, you know? Like, look it up, man. Can't fight it. And he's like, really? Because when, when we spoke to um, Lena, what was his name? And Lena had this whole thing she was going to say about the manager. I look over to her, just beat red. And her eyes are red. And I'm like, yeah, his name was Jonathan. And, uh... He said he's make an exception for us, so I—I I, I mean, what are you going to do, man? He said he'd make an exception. My assistant assured me that we we're going to make an exception. Like, let me get on the phone with him. And the guy looks at me and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll—I guess we'll make an exception." Um, he's like, "I don't have anything for 7:30," but he's like, uh "8 p.m. Does the 8 p.m. work?" And I look at Lena and I'm—I'm pre- I'm trying to pretend like I'm pissed about it, right? Because uh-huh. if I was real, I would be, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. If you so, I look there. at Lena. I'm like, "Does that work for you, babe?" And she's like yeah I guess because she's still freaking out <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> like, yeah I guess 8 p.m. works and we like went to my car and just like, bowed, like just destroyed a bottle of wine and then went in there it was fucking bomb dude, dude. fucking pot roast so like dude if you want to sneak into a restaurant just pretend like you own the place and you got a reservation and they lost it and say your assistant made it because then you're not liable you know what I mean that's pretty sick little hack Come on. but god it was awesome Come dude on. it was god. so delicious that's sick and we were so pumped we were just like stoked for like. we were walking on air for like just two days
1: just ho- the nicest hotel. the nicest like, hotel and the meal situation. was so
0: good. It was like one of those fixed menus. Mm. So you pay like 60 bucks a person and then you just get to eat whatever you want. So like I had like, oh, I had so much, dude. Dessert, That's incredible. four courses. The thing so with good. life, dude, you just got to pretend like you've been there. Act Like you yeah. fucking belong. And, and you got to realize that rules don't really matter that yeah. much, dude. Sometimes. Like at Disneyland, Fast Pass, just pretend you got it and walk right in, man. There you go. Unless they yell at you, which they do. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you had another story, though, you wanted to tell me. Oh, Dude. So, I'm in a kickball league, and every, time, every like, week, one person from a team has to, like, ref an earlier game or a late game. Just, like, every team has a ref, right? It's like, a volunteer thing. And this was my week to ref. So, I'm behind the plate. Lane is at first. She's, like, um, my um, other umpire. This team, dude. So, you have, like, a ball's width of the plate that's the strike zone. So, it's, like, either you roll it over the plate, or it's, like, a ball's width on either side. Mm-hmm. This guy, I swear to God, he was just, like, nipping like, just outside the corner of a, of a ball's length, but it's like a judgment call. So I'm calling it balls all night, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> as long as I'm consistent, you know, I'm going to call it balls. And then he keeps throwing it, and he eventually just screams at me and he goes, he's like, you know, it's a fucking strike, right? One foot from the plate's a strike. And I go, no, it's a ball's width from the strike. Dude, I've been calling it consistent all fucking night. Nice. And Lane is looking at me like, what are you doing, dude? And then this one guy runs the first, this other guy on a different team. They're both, these teams are just like, like, I'm like, yo, it's kickball. We're having fun. Everyone's drunk. At least you should be. These teams were not drinking, and they were like sticklers about the rules. Mm. This one guy was like safe route when he like ran through first, and like clearly ah, it wasn't that clear. I think he was out. I'm honestly not sure. Lena thought he was safe, but she didn't say anything because he's staring at her. He Go safe route, safe route, safe route, and she's looking at me like <laughs> like just poor little girl. So I'm like you're out because I'm like fuck that guy. And then and then <laughs> and then I'm like it's and then I just yell hey everyone it's kickball okay. <laughs> Like, I'm umping, I'm doing the best I can, but it's kickball. And then I said, and you never talk to my girlfriend like that again, dude. It really pissed me off. I thought I was going to have to eject that kid that was pitching, though. He kept, and then eventually he just stopped pitching because he, like, got too frustrated. I did call. I called a lot of walks. So I don't think I was calling the strike zone right, maybe. I think maybe they call it a little wider than I was calling it Mm -hmm. because I'd never seen a walk kick kickball, and there was like four in my game. And then, dude, there was like weird calls. They were trying to go to extra innings, and I was like, I don't know if that's in the rules, guys. I don't know, but it was really stressful. I really thought I was going to eject that kid.
1: You should have just drew a little line with the dirt. But Just like yeah. a little line. Yeah. You, know? you
0: cross this. I love when they do that <laughs> shit, dude. But I was like no, really? really for the strike zone. Oh, that's funnier. No, it's not in the dirt, though. It's in it's in grass for some fucking reason. Okay. okay.
2: I would have loved if he came up and like, like fucking drew a line in yeah. the sand and then starts like kicking, kicking dirt yeah, on yeah, your yeah. fucking Dude, that's feet. what it felt like though. I really yeah.
0: felt like I was arguing with like a manager of a baseball team. And and Lena, I, I talked to her. I'm like, I don't know how she's gonna feel about me after this. I don't know if she's gonna be like impressed that I held my ground or like annoyed that I was screaming at kickball kids. I mean, they're my age, they're older than me. She was impressed. She That's liked awesome. It.
2: Yeah. Umping and refing is just like the worst. It's all dude. judgment
0: calls, dude. I the like, strike zone is oh, such a judgment I like call. I um, dude. I think it's you so like fun. It?
1: Yes, dude, because you're the boss. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck you're up. Right. I made I did, the call. <laughs> I
0: did like that part because they kept saying, are you sure? And I was like, I am sure, dude. Yeah, exactly. And I was getting into, the, into it when they actually throw a strike. I
1: go, strike. Yeah, yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you have like a little punch out? Or, yeah. Like strike out? Oh, yeah. nice. There's so.
0: only one strikeout. A lot of walks, though. That's, That's a, lot walks. a lot of walks. Um, I specifically
2: remember in high school watching this um pitcher for the detroit tigers detroit Tigers. i was gonna say detroit lions but no for for baseball yeah yeah what am i saying and he was he was throwing a perfect game and he was one out away and a ground ball to miguel cabrera Mm -hmm. and then the pitcher runs over catches Mm it and the guy's out and the ump calls him safe (gasps) and it was like this whole thing and they were like oh my god how did you like blow this dude's perfect game And the next game, he, like, umped again. He, like, broke down into tears and, like, apologized to the pitcher. Because it was, like, this big thing. Yeah, I mean, Pirate is a huge deal. But it's, like, dude, even if it's, like... It was a close call, but like he was out. Even
0: if he's safe, you call the dude out. You got like, it. That's how I felt. I mean, that guy that, uh, running at first, he might have been safe, dude, but he was being a dick. So yeah. learn your feelings. Have a better attitude, and next time you'll be safe, guy. You know it what I mean? Is. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Slam then we, them. And then we shit on the next team we played. Oh, dude, we've been kicking good. There you go. I just I finessed the lineup, dude. It's not about putting like, three quick people that don't kick very far front, and they bunt down the third base line. Juice the bases and then like my buddy Zane comes up. He's played like soccer his whole life, dude. He kicks it to fucking nom. There's just it is. grand slam every Easy. time. Grand Dang. Salami. You gotta do it and That's good repeat. coaching, dude. Yeah. That's what oh, I really coach strategy. it up. Strategy. you guys have playoffs and stuff or what? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make the playoffs for nice. sure. Yeah. We're no kick, just balls. I thought of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh huh. The only better name is kick in a box. What a name. Like dick in a box, but kick in a box is pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty good.
2: You're leaving tomorrow?
0: Yeah, leaving tomorrow for Washington. Nice.
2: I'll leave tomorrow as well. Where are you going? Vegas. They're Ooh. playing Tau Beach Beach Club for the first time. I'm really excited. It's newer. It's supposed to be pretty sick.
0: When it's like a show, are you like in the green room and you're just like, ah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like they're they're drinking. They're oh, getting pumped fun. up. Is there a like,
1: ritual that they do. Um, so like like our little song that we no, do. They they not just, really. They dock. Yeah
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so funny. Uh, no, but it's just like. Yeah, you can like feel the anticipation of the show, um, which is exciting. But you'll get to feel it because Chase is gonna come help me shoot the uh, Zed in the park. Zed in the park. Oh, I'm so excited. Too. Speak Yeah, and I got to meet Zed recently. Oh, right. I met him in Miami, dude. Two weeks ago was like one of the most, just like, not necessarily. Tr- uh, it was not necessarily like the most stressful. It was just like so much travel. I was on mm. ten flights in a week. Too, too, too many. many.
1: You get those miles.
2: I did get those miles, which nice. is high. There sick. it is. Yeah. But we did uh, San Diego to Vegas to Miami uh, one day off, then to Cornell, and then to, I forget, the last city that we went to, but got to go to Miami for F1 weekend. So sick. And I really wish we got to go like to the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they would have been able to get tickets, but like right. they had to do their residency in Vegas, which is like, there's worse things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we fly to Miami, and they open up for David Guetta. And that was really cool. Um, Calvin Harris was there. Didn't get to meet him. They got to meet him. But I'm like, God, he's kind of like the goat. Like, it's really yeah. cool. Then the thing about Miami is everything is just open so much later. And, like, mm-hmm. they party just way later than it's like, everywhere like, about else. Latin culture, you know? Exactly. So there is another club called Story. We went to Story. Martin Garrix was playing. And I love Martin Garrix. Uh-huh. And because I'm with them, like, we go through the side entrance. We go up these stairs. They open the door. You're, like, at the table right behind the DJ booth. Fun. And and I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah, that's dope. So Martin Garrix is playing whatever. I'm, I get a drink. I start talking to some people. And I look over. I'm like, oh, there's, like, another dude in the DJ booth. Like, there's two people. And then I look closer. I go, oh, that's Zed.
0: Zed and Martin Garrix together yeah, just hanging out? because they
2: just put out a song together. So they were going oh. back to back. And I go, going dude, down. two of my favorite DJs just, like, what is my life right now? Right. Zed kind of, he gets off, he goes to his table. I'm talking to some more people, whatever. I look to my left. I go, oh, there's Drew from the Chainsmokers. I go, that's fucking sick. Oh, so all in then, Miami. Yeah. So then Drew starts DJing with Martin Garrix. I'm like, dude, Chainsmokers, Zed, Martin Garrix, all in one place. This is fucking sick. Talk to more people. I look over to my right and the table next to us is where Zed is at. And I see that Joe is talking to him or he's like at his table. And I go, I'm gonna go say what's up, like fuck. There it. There you go. So you had to like go walk around, like up these steps to get to the table next to us. I know that Zed's real name is Anton, so I was like, I'm gonna go up to so him and be like, "What's up, Anton? I'm coast. like I shoot for Joe and Andrew. Just want to say like, what's up? I'm like super stoked for Zed in the park. He's like, Oh, dude, like so nice to meet you. And um, I was telling him how that's my birthday weekend, and he goes, Oh, dude, it's your birthday. Forget you, fucked up. Nice. <laughs> so, let's go. I'll
0: be shooting Zed in the park myself. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know? cause it's just. Fun. <laughs> um so like that was really cool and then uh we went down to like the green room of the club and at one point it was like me joe andrew their manager zed and like his buddy and we were all just mm. talking and I'm talking about like Zed in the park he's like yeah we typically have like an after party after the show like so at my house like you guys will come obviously and i'm like dude what is going on right that's, now that's gonna be so sick <laughs> that man. was one of the f- top like what is my life right yeah now? Like, yeah this yeah, is yeah. really cool And then, um, so that was like a ton of fun. And in that same weekend, we got to go to slope day at Cornell and this was my top show I've done with them. It was just like the most electric show, the shows with the most energy energy typically are like in smaller venues because you can really feel Mm -hmm. the crowd's energy. The bigger festivals, you're so like high up and kind of separated from the crowd. There's a sea of people, but it's a little bit harder to feel their energy. This one was like a sea of people. You're pretty close to them. And when the first drop happened, from front to back, the whole fucking crowd just went nuts. I Like my mouth, my jaw literally dropped. I look over to the tour manager Uh and go, what the? and like just crazy energy throughout the whole show and it was i i was like buzzing like through the whole next that's day. That's so fun, dude. This was sick. And I was talking to Andrew and I go, dude, what a fucking show. He goes, yeah. He's like, that's the shows that we do it for. He goes, some shows are like, whatever. You just like, you mm-hmm. have to do shows. But like, those are the shows that we, we look forward to. And right. like the most fun. I go, yeah, dude, this thing is
0: amazing. Because it's like, it's like college kids. College kids are fun. Yes. They're excited. And they're like, just stoked to be there. You know what just I mean? fired yeah. up. They're rowdy and shit. Yeah. I love that, dude. So that was fun. That's great. That's my story. Faye, so you got anything? What have you been up to?
1: We finished the course. Oh congratulations. Come on. long time coming. A year bro. later, dude. It's been like Yeah, you've been really grinding on that thing. It's been like nineteen years, it feels like. Uh,
2: Brayden only comes out of his room to stop doing his course to do this podcast. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we've been on we've been locked in. We're um we have like fifty two something videos. I'm making the website right now. Nice. And it's almost done, dude. Wow. We're gonna probably like a month once we do. The website and stuff, I'll probably release it in like a month once I figure everything out and dude, we're off to the race. Are you something.
0: feeling good about it? You feel like it's a good one?
1: I feel like, yeah, I think it's the best thing that I've ever put together. Really? Yeah, really good. so much time, so much energy and like I basically took everything that I fucked up on and just made it, made it. Tell, right. me, tell totally. me about the course. What's it about? It's all, so it's a sports videography masterclass, but the way that it's different from probably anything that most people were it maybe put out if it's like a course for video is I'm actually coaching you. Mm. So like it's, it's not just like a product of video, like you watch the videos and that's sure. it. Like you're going to come with me for six weeks and we're going to sit down right. with however many people are in it. And like, I'm going to cap it at 50 people mm. in like in one session because it's too many people to go ask questions yeah, to, you, you know, can't, you can't give you want, enough yeah, you want You want to keep it like a college class, but, um, and I did it with an iPad this time. So the last time I did one of these, I just like talked to the camera for like, Hours and I feel like I would have just like wanted to go to sleep for that, if mm. I'm being honest. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just not a great way to like retain information. So, this time I did it visually with like an iPad, just like a college lecture. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chloe for helping me with mm-hmm. these slides. It was like 4,000 slides that she helped me really. Do. Yeah, that's insane. Like um, designing them and stuff. It wasn't 4,000, but there's about a thousand slides. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so she like made them all for me, made them look all pretty, and then I just like talked, but I had the, my iPad going as a screen recording. So then, like, you see this deck, and then also too, I think it's way easier because you get you get the deck, right? So like in the other one, right? Say it was a thirty minute video, you're like, where did he say like? Sure, this? sure. You can just have the PDF, and, and you can just Control F. And you can just and, bang yeah. go right through it that's exactly. A, that's so really smart. So it was. Fu- it's been fun, and it's just been a really. Gratifying process, talk because I've been talking with all the other homies that I've helped, just seeing where they're up to, what they're doing, and like today someone hit yeah, me up. Yeah, you talked to one today. Yeah, today a guy hit me up and he was like, "Yo, I got a job at Maryland, and mm. now he was doing something else. He's got a really cool internship. I think it was in the MLS. I can't really remember what it was, but he's like, I wouldn't have done it without you." And I was like, "God, that's awesome. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do it for, you know? Right, totally. This community that we've built is is crazy. How connected I feel to all the people that yeah. I like talk with on a yeah. daily basis." And I think that most creators probably can't say that. Um, I probably answered like, I I mean, I don't even know how many DMs it's for sure. Thousands and thousands of thousands in the past three years since I started posting on TikTok without any money. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm just answering like, I'm just there to answer questions and like help that generation that I didn't have when I started. You really
2: take pride in like teaching Mm. the younger generation. I love that. And um, we've talked about this just like I didn't, think i was gonna enjoy teaching or like educating as much as i have like i got to these two kids after this show in santa clara came up to me and they were just like asking me questions and i was i was like yo i'm an open book like ask whatever and i like loved it i was like this is so fun teaching kids like what you've learned Mm -hmm. and you realize that because we've been doing it for so long, a lot can just feel like second nature and you kind of forget about how much we actually do know. And I just think that you've done such a great job with your Thank community you. of like really teaching kids who who follow you. And like, obviously you make fucking amazing stuff, but I think a big reason why you have such a like dedicated following is because of like how much you're
1: willing to give back. What do you, you know, when you started, how did you start? Like, how did you learn this shit? Because it's not a thing in college. Like no, no one's, you're not, not going to take a class and like even... What sucks about what we do is like traditional film school can't teach you what we do. No, not at all. You know, and I had to learn on YouTube. How did you learn? Yeah, just like fucking doing it. Doing it, doing it. And
0: and, then copying, basically. Mm, Yeah, yeah, same, same. Or like taking an idea and be like, ooh, I'm going to try to do that. Mm. I would also make like mini like little movies where I like try to like, I would like have an effect in mind or whatever, and then, like, make a whole little, like, four-minute video just, like, around it, like, a mini little movie about, like, just because I wanted to use that effect because I mm-hmm. wanted to show it to my friends, I feel like. That's that fair. I would see, I would find, like, a tutorial on of effect on YouTube mm-hmm. and then, like, make a whole thing around it. Yeah, I
2: learned YouTube um, and just trial and error. I remember my senior year, I took, like, an advanced editing course and in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're going to teach me how to do like Sam Colder's zoom out transition. But really, it was like breaking down how they edit like movies. And I'm like, right, I don't give a fuck about this. Mm. I want to make the cool like travel edits. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm trying to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we all learned at a time when like content was kind of just coming to the forefront and like really changing mm. just with social media. And so, um, yeah, that's like we would have to like. Google or YouTube and like you wouldn't sometimes even know like what a certain transition or thing was called So you're like, how can I learn like how can I even right. search for it? If I don't even know what like terms to use Right. So fair. That's um, so tough. Yeah.
1: So tough to find what yeah, dude, the sounds we were literally yeah. talking about this last night. We're Like what's that sound like? like, yeah, like so oh, this so is often, just dude, like this is just ridiculous.
0: Like I can't figure this out I remember out. doing that so long trying to find sound effects for like hours. dude. What I
1: used to do is I go a lot of people, what they used to do back in the day, a lot of people don't do this anymore because they have like a sound. They've gotten better at mixing. But back in the day, they used to have their sound effects like soloed in situations in their videos. So it'd mm. be like song, 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 sound effect yeah. or like whoosh or whatever, you uh, know. And I'd like, oh, there it is. Download it. Export it. And that had that sound oh, effect. Oh, funny. So then I had like all these random sound effects that were like way too loud because they were stolen from someone else's video and then then people like where'd you get that sound i'm like don't worry about it Just i found it somewhere yeah here it is you can have it don't tell anybody so (laughs) much like ripping videos
0: off youtube i would do shit like that too where if i saw a tradition i'm like what the fuck and i'd download Mm -hmm. it from youtube and then just like go
1: frame by frame and try to Mm -hmm. figure that fucking shit out yeah oh my god it's so funny how it's changed
0: i think
2: the cool thing also about your course is like that's an evergreen piece of content Mm -hmm. that you can have forever because more likely than not in five, 10 years, not much will change. Like the stuff that you're teaching in that course is going to be something that you're going to use and kids can learn from for, for forever because yeah, it's not like you're teaching like a niche type of like content or whatever it may be. Like, I think that's great for you that it's an evergreen type of content.
1: Definitely. I hate, and I hate the word like fast because I don't think that you can get like, I think it's really hard to say like, Oh, you're going to get good at this fast. Right. Cause it's like, that's just a very hard thing to do and to promise to somebody. But what I will say, that's really cool about like a course like that or anything like that, or having a coach or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like you get the opportunity to learn from someone's like 10 years of mistakes. So then you do get to go to where they were at faster, mm-hmm. which is sick because when I was starting dude, Oh my God. Like it was YouTube university and there was no, the D I don't know if you guys did this. Every person I DM was such a dick back in the day. Yeah. It would never respond. Um, and I'm like, why do people not respond? I'd be like, Oh, Hey, like how can I get to a level? I was just like people doing branded shoots. I'd be like, okay, what do I need to do to like do this? Right. And, and they sarcastic responses really yeah and i was like you bitch ass that's funny oh my god i
2: remember reaching out to a kid who had a really cool like seamless feed on instagram and i dm him was like dude like that is so cool like how do you do that and he was like i'll only tell you if you get me verified like you he's like if you can get me verified i'll tell you how and i was like dude
0: fuck off also shoot your shot though yeah (laughs) uh, it's funny it's just
1: it's just changed a lot and i think it's exciting to see where where it goes with like learning and i mean do you have so many different things you have the skillshare situation you have people's like online courses you have like there's just a million different ways to learn the information now that wasn't around when
2: we started it's going to be so cool kids who take your course and in a couple years they're doing you know working for so-and-so team and, and they'll have you to thank for it. And I guarantee you so many kids are going to reach out to you after taking your course and be like, dude, thank you so much. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. And
0: that to me is like, yeah. gotta be the coolest. That, I feeling. think so.
1: I th- totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm
0: excited. Cool. I'm excited to see how the rollout goes. Man. Oh,
1: it's fun. And you know what I'm going to do right after we get off this pot? It's like 9 PM mm-hmm. hopping back in the lab, baby. Can get Come back on. in there, dude. Come on. Yeah. We're getting back in the lab. What did you guys think about how was this? Did you have fun? I had a ton of fun.
2: I just felt like I was catching up and shooting the shit with my good buddies. Right, which we which was long was Yeah, great. This yeah.
1: was a this is what we want to call rock talk. It's this right? is an experiment. This is an experiment. This is episode one of rock talk where we just hang out with you guys and just shoot the shit of what's going on in our lives because we're all so busy. And yeah. we've told you you guys know what our lives are like right now. They're going a million miles a second and we barely get a chance to breathe, I feel like. Mm. So this is like our opportunity to breathe and bullshit and catch up with one another. So we hope that you guys all like this episode. And if you do, please DM us and let us know what you think of just this style. And as always, we'll see you guys all back next week. Peace. Peace.